10 minutes remaining. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Happy. Today is Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. I'm Allison Burns. I'm Lulu Picard. And whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you. Yep. And you can be there for us just by telling a friend about the podcast. It would be super helpful if they're like, heard anything interesting lately? And you can say, I heard half a story yesterday. That would be cool. (laughs) All right. So here's a cool story that I, of course, went down another rabbit hole. That's what we should call this, the Rabbit Hole Podcast. There's already one called Rabbit Hole. It's really good, though. Yeah, it's a good podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, scientists just found a surge of very specific brain activity in patients that had near-death experiences. So basically, they're saying this discovery reveals that our consciousness can be active even as our hearts stop beating. Oh. Listen, I've always been fascinated with this because, right, there's like one thing in life you can't control, and that's like death, right? You have no idea what it is. You, It's the greatest adventure because you have no idea what's going to happen. No yes. one has come back and said, this is what it's like. You have, it is the one thing you don't know anything about. Well, except Jesus. But I think his experience is very singular. <laughs> yeah, True, true. Not, not yeah. able to be replicated. Right? right. And so many people wrote about it. I'm sure the stories got like mishmashed <laughs> about it, you know. Yeah. Okay. So there's this neurologist at the University of Michigan. His name is Jimmo. Jimmo, Jimmo. He found surges of brain activity in the form of gamma brain waves in this hot spot of the brain in four unresponsive patients who were taken off life support. He was finding brain waves, okay? These surges that were happening, okay? Okay. So... Basically, what he was saying is that individuals who have experienced near-death visions have remarkably similar stories. The distant light, a sense of levitation, and a playback of like important life memories. Okay. Oh, that's a real one. The, like, yes. And then I saw my life flash before my eyes. Yes. That's where that phrase comes from because it actually happens. Uh-huh. So they were saying that has been, you know, what has kind of been similar. Well, in this, his discovery or what he was trying to figure out is whether or not those experiences were generated during those surges of the brain waves. Cause now he's noticed there has been brain waves. Okay. So again, I'm not going to get to a conclusion of study because this is an ongoing study. So don't get too excited, but basically the strength of the study was showed. And again, it was done in like rats um, that wide scale, well, first it was done in people, but then the actual like in-depth was done in rats. The wide scale of brain activity is happens right after the instant your body stops breathing or heart beating up to 30 to 45 seconds later, there's still like things that are shooting. Like right, not right, just right. like, oh, the breath is still working. The body's trying to stay alive. No, no, no. Like it's, just hyperactivity that's happening. So that led me to, have you ever heard of the 21 grams thing? Wait, can I, I, is that the fact that you weigh less after you die? Yes, basically. 
Yeah. I okay. mean, I've it, heard of it, but but go into it. Go into it. Okay. So I've read I've seen that movie. There's a movie, 21 Grams. Oh, that, really? Yeah. And there's all it's all about, I think it has I was gonna say Will Smith. I could be wrong. But basically the legend has it that a person's soul weighs right. 21 grams because and this all started because this guy named Duncan McDowell back in 1901 did a a big study on six different, I think it was six or seven different patients that died and he would immediately weigh them. And so he would weigh them before their death and after. Well, the first one he ever weighed had the sudden scale drop weight of 21.2 grams, sudden weight. The the subsequent patients all had immediate weight loss around that number. Now it never was 21 again, but it was like 18, Something's out like it all like kind of varied, mm-hmm. but he kept that number 21 because it was the first patient. So basically not enough study has been done after that. But a lot of people have said, oh, it's your breath. Right. It's all the breath in your body that's leaving. That's the that's the grams, right? So how much breath you had left once it's gone, that's how you weigh less. Uh-huh. But then the same guy did an experiment on 15 dogs before and after, and there was no loss of weight. And they breathed too. Oh, I don't like that. Because I was pretty sure that my dogs and I were going to hang out. (laughs) I didn't think of it that way. (laughs) I did. I think it's because... (laughs) I think it's because dogs their soul is so pure uh-huh they there they don't okay. have it, it, it's they're connected at all times to the other I just side got so sad thinking about ajax not being there after oh my god okay i'm gonna get over it but whoa i just had an emotional <laughs> response to that story okay oh my god well but i thought that i was like oh that's a cool fact because if it only happens you know in human beings then that does mean that it's not breath related, that it is something else that's leaving our body. But here's what's crazy. Duncan did this back in the 1900s. When he passed away in 1920, his experiment has never been repeated. Why has no one thought, let's do, let's see, let's do this again. Hundreds of years later. What? I would do it. If I was a scientist, I'd want to know. Fascinated by it. I bet... It is harder to measure that now than it was then. You think? In the sense that I think it's harder to find the patients and get the uh, consent. Right, because probably back then you didn't need consent. He he was just like... just did it. Yeah. Yeah. You got smallpox? Come on over. You can wait at my house. Kind of. Yeah. Back then there weren't really any protections in place for people like that. So they used to do... Um, medical experiments on all sorts of communities that really didn't choose to do it. Oh, I'm reading this book right now on all of the like medical procedures they would experiment with on prisoners in the United <gasps> States. And oh. they were like, well, here's a population of people that can't complain about it. They literally <gasps> just experimented medical experimentations on them. You're reading, it's a real book? Yeah, it's a real book. Oh. <gasps> Like on yeah. based on true life, based on a hundred percent true life. Oh, aren't you scared? Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> but I can't put it down. 
I don't, I don't, I don't like it, but I also, it's such an ugly history that I'm, I want to know more about it because I'm learning more and more these days about how awful prisons are for the people in them and how they like, don't really help them be any better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, when you get out yet, like, that's the next thing. So, um, and just kind of learning more about the history of prisons in our country and stuff and yeah, blah, 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 nerd. No, it's fascinating. And it's the same thing with our vets. Like there's there's very little support once they're after. done. And so then they're just, after all of this trauma, there's no, re, you know, rehabilitation, yeah. like rehabilitation. Our, like Our society doesn't really do great with the help after the law. Oh, yeah. You know, like we love They'll to put, put a their law foot down. down. Yeah. Uh-huh. And but there's no like services for people who have to follow that law that maybe yeah. we're not equipped to follow that law. So uh, yeah, we're we're not we're not too good at uh taking care of people. No. You know what it is? It's out of sight, out of mind. Oh, for sure. You put them in the the prison, you don't have to see them. Well, it's out of sight, out of mind. And it's also this unspoken idea that that community is less than. Oh, absolutely. Because you'd never be like, oh, there's a church full of people. Let's experiment on them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And we're all just like one bad turn away from prison anyway. There's a lot of people who are in prison that didn't do anything wrong. Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother podcast. Listen, Allison, every time I read one of those stories, that's like, he spent 21 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. I'm like, that, they stole your life. Yeah, and then they don't, like, do anything. They just say, like, public apology. Yeah, that's it. And I'm like, wait, wait, 